And welcome to the Steelers Depot live stream here on this Monday, August 21st. First, I am Alex Kazor. As always, joining me is Dave Bryant here to answer your questions for the next hour until 8 p.m. Eastern time. Dave, we're through the team's first two preseason games. One more to be played Thursday against the Atlanta Falcons and then cut downs about, uh, I think, five days after that. So a lot going on. Busy time of year. Dave, how you doing? Uh, is this the real <laughs> life? Is this just fantasy? Sing some queen for you there to start off with. Thank I'm, you. I'm doing fantastic. It's been a busy day today for, uh, for a Monday and all. And, uh, obviously getting, uh, getting into Falcons week already with the game on, on Thursday night, quick turnaround and, uh, where did the preseason go? But, uh, I bet, I bet, uh, the people have a lot of questions tonight. It's been a fun, productive preseason for us and for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So again, Dave and I are here until top of the hour, 8 p.m. Eastern time, answering as many of your Steelers questions as possible. If you have a question, you can put it in the chat if you want a guarantee of your question being A, asked and answered, and B, done so as soon as possible. You can send us a super chat, no obligation to do so, but we appreciate it. If you guys could like the stream, would really appreciate that. It'll bring in more Steelers Nation to the channel but let's dive on in here to the questions and we'll start from our friend mutated genome hi alex and dave this team has been in dire need for splash plays and jalen warren can provide them how can canada get him on the field more often and keep Najee happy or does that even matter well the old adage is winning cures everything so if Steelers win everybody overall is gonna be happy whether they want to be happy or not but you know warren's gonna work on third down he's gonna rotate in they're gonna find ways to get him on the field I think so as well too, and that's that's been obviously real, real uh, a huge topic since I don't know about training camp open and all like that. I think Matt Canada, uh, you know, said you know it was a captain obvious thing, but I guess the way the things have been going on in the uh, outside there, he he made sure to to he's he's obviously heard it uh, <laughs> to some degree to have to come out and say you know uh, in so many words he he's our lead back and all like that and and, and you know that's totally understandable, but. Uh, I, I think if anything, it, it, it's beneficial to everybody to 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 get uh, worn on the field, you know, a little bit more. And uh, you know, the, the explosive look—they both—they can have kind of a thunder lightning kind of thing here, with a little bit more thunder headed towards uh, Najee's way. And look, you get down there deep in the red zone. I, I, you know, without a doubt, he's probably going to be in there. Uh, 89 times out of a hundred, I would think in that situation. And look, I mean, he did a good job putting the ball in the end zone, uh, 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 last year. Uh, they both can catch. Uh, so I, I don't, I think Alex probably put it best, you know, winning kind of cures everything, uh, there, but it, with, within the same breath, I, I think that you'll see uh, Warren on the field a little bit more. And I know it feels tired, but they actually ran a bit of pony the back half of last year, 11 snaps. I think most of those came late in the season. So there's a lot of mouths to feed, a lot of talent at the skill positions, but you could see the occasional pony rep. That would not shock me based on what happened last year and based on what's happened in camp this year. All right, Mike Adesso says, there's been a ton of Deontay hate over the last few years, and most of it has been kind of overblown, but man, I did not have does not celebrate enough on my bingo card. That's a spicy one. That was a comment I made on the podcast that, yeah, maybe that was an unfair thought to Deontay Johnson. Certainly wasn't supposed to be a, a major critique. It's just an observation I've had, not based off of that just one instance there on the Warren touchdown, but just over the last couple of seasons, or really primarily last season, and that may just be a million different reasons. It's not who cares, but... Uh, maybe some of the frustration for Deontay. That, that, that's a guy that deserves to be ha having teammates come to him and celebrate. So hopefully he finds the end zone sooner than later in 2023. Uh, did uh, uh, For those of you uh, in the chat who listened uh, to the podcast uh, this morning, uh, I haven't had a chance to, 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 to go look for it. Wasn't there a clip of uh, Najee celebrating with Farmouth after that touchdown? Let me know if you if, with if Deontay. You have I mean, uh, De uh, Deontay with... Yeah, I did go uh, back with, and look. They did a chest bump. Oh, okay. All right. All yeah. right. Uh, stay tuned for the video after this. Uh, <laughs> Alex Kazor, clouds. What the F are they good for? Yeah, that is uh, <laughs> going to go premiere here in just a short little while. Matt Bell, the Steelers' first pick of 2020 is odd because the player didn't work out, but we ended up getting good value for him. This is a good question. Knowing this, would you still draft Chase Claypool? 
If not, who would be the pick? I don't know who the pick would be. I don't know what the uh, 2020 class was there, but just the central question, Dave, if you could do it over, would you still take Chase Claypool? Man, you're messing with the time. Uh, <laughs> space, space continuum. Time. <laughs> time. It's, a, it's, a, it's a thought, though, because they got good value for him, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, you turn around and get, you know, what, you know, 32nd overall pick, essentially, you know, a first round draft pick. Uh, obviously, you don't get, you know, the, the perks that come along with that. Who was, you know, that's got me curious. We, you know, we do those redraft mm-hmm. exercises uh, every year right after the draft. Uh, and see who was drafted right after him. Here are the names of uh, the players drafted uh, right after him until the Steelers' uh, next pick. Jalen Johnson, uh, Trev, Trayvon Diggs, hmm. uh, Cam Akers, Jalen Hurts. Uh, uh, I'm not going to read. We ain't got time to read yeah. all of them here. Just but, let's put it this way. Let's say they they pick the, they, they repick. You don't know who they're going to pick. They're just going to pick somebody not named Chase Claypool. Would you pull that lever? I, it's impossible to do because of where they're at right now. And, and I mean, obviously we don't know what Joey Porter Jr. is going, going to turn into, uh, there. Uh, I, I, I can't even go there. I that think Willi- that, that Willie Gay, uh, Mississippi state was taken at 63 overall by the chiefs. How would that look right now? Yeah, not too bad. I think I would take Claypool again. And obviously there were a ton of bumps, but the first year was legitimately really, really good. Four touchdown performances against Eagles, set a bunch of records, and you get good value and you start over with a, a promising rookie in Porter Jr. So I think I would do it all over again. Okay. Good question, Matt. John Pennington, friend of the show. Hello, Dave and Alex. Hey, guys. We all know what Najee and Warren bring to the table, but I want to see Bell and Valaday Hagen run behind the starters to see what they really can do. So what do you think? John loves his practice squad, guys, and we love John for that. Uh, probably not going to be an opportunity to do that. It is a tough situation to be a backup running back, running behind a backup offensive line and all the issues that come along with that. But, you know, Harris Warren, they're going to be the guys, and they need the reps right now. That, hey, that's how you make the team is you run behind those uh, second and third mm-hmm. team uh, lines and, 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 and make something out of nothing. Uh, I would, you know, with another week under his belt, I would like to see some validate this week, uh, a little bit more of them uh, this week here, because, I mean, look, no, nobody – uh, I mean, who who's in the driver's seat for even a, a a practice squad spot right now? You know, it's just there hasn't been any competition. It, it, you know, nobody pushing uh, once you get beyond a guy like Anthony McFarlane there. So uh, I I would definitely use the second half. You know, once I get done with the starters and all in this game for however long they're going to play, uh, I would definitely. Uh, try to pick my top two guys if I'm the coaching staff, and that would probably be at this point Bell and 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 Valaday, and I'd 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 work the snot out of them. Special teams too, because didn't we mm-hmm. say that neither one of them none of them uh, played what what one snap a piece on those things? I mean, and 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 quite honestly, that's that's where their worth is right now. You know, uh, pr- proven you know obviously what they can do with the football, but man, can can they play on special teams? It's weird. They have basically one back on the roster who does, and that's Jalen Warren. McFarland maybe kick returner, but besides that, he's a one-unit kind of guy. And obviously Najee's not going to do it, and Warren probably won't do much of it this year. And yeah, the depth chart behind for a team that's always kind of had that dedicated special teams dude, whether that's go back to Veron Haynes or Benny Snell, of course. It's odd this team is lacking that right now. Let's see, got a question from a fellow. Alex says, could we see a trade before the season starts similar to the Malik Reed trade last season to get a backup center? Dave, we've had this conversation quite a bit. I'm sure it will continue. What are your thoughts? I, everybody should know my thoughts <laughs> on that at this point. If they if they do at this point, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could see it happen. I, I still wonder what's going to happen with Kevin Dotson. Uh, and I still wonder if this team might entertain uh, trading for a, a backup center. The problem is, is when you look around the rest of the NFL, some of these depth charts and all like that. And, uh, you know, they're obviously, unless you're paying really, really, really close attention to those teams, because some guys are listed at guard who have center experience and, you know, uh, it makes you wonder who, who, you know, who would be that guy, you know, but I mean, if they, if they do trade for somebody, I think it could be for a center at this point. 
I think that's within the realm of possibility. I think you look at the waiver wire too, but obviously don't know what's going to be out there and available. So I'm going to have to look at depth charts, get on our lads the next couple of days and see what's out there. Again, I mentioned Jimmy Morrissey. I still think that's the, a name that makes more sense than probably any other I'll come up with, but stay tuned. We'll keep, we'll keep talking about it. Uh, let's see, Mike Adesso asking about Steelers Depot uniforms. Can we expect them out on the market soon? I think he may be the only person asking for Depot uniforms, but uh, we'll keep you posted, Mike. Yeah, well, that's uh, obviously in response. I got somehow they used uh, Steelers Depot Twitter handle instead of Steelers with one of these. <laughs> uh, 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 I put that in, in our, in yeah, our, in our channel uh, there, and, and uh, Steelers evidently ranked second overall behind the Cowboys and I, I, I think uniforms and they use the Steelers Depot tag instead of, Ste instead of Steelers. I'll tell you all a quick story that, that'll you know uh, either endear you more to me or make me think I'm even more of a fruit cake, <laughs> fruit cake than, uh, I am obsessive compulsive and I'm mania bipolar and uh, I've, I've just got I got a lot of, I, I deal with a lot of stuff <laughs> with my own self every day and for years now I, I have I wear the same thing every day. I wear khaki uh, uh, cargo shorts, and I wear uh, uh, it's a long sleeve Hanes t-shirt with uh, gray and then darker gray uh, uh, sleeves on them. And I have three sets of those that I rotate through. And also, I hate my socks. I don't like the socks to get separated from each other. Uh, so I I have a pair. Uh, I have a set of Prince Prince. Uh, you know, ankle high socks that all have that are different colors, you know, in the toes and all like that. Mm. Uh, that way I can make sure the, the socks uh, keep matched. And my wife has called it my uniform for years <laughs> and all like that. And very rarely, unless I put on some jeans, will you see me out of the uniform. So the uniform is uh, is khaki uh, cargo shorts and a long, long sleeve gray, gray T-shirt. And that is mandated for all Steelers Depot writers to wear that at all times. And so that is, you know, I, I, Einstein, you know, uh, wanted <laughs> to, had to wear the same suit, you know, because he, he, he figured why clutter the mind, you know, uh, with having to make uh, decisions, uh, unimportant decisions like that. But that is the uniform. We're in big Jake from State Farm territory. What are you wearing? Mm -hmm. Khakis? <laughs> that, is, mm -hmm. that is where we're at right now. All right, let's get back to the Steelers here. 76 people in the chat. Appreciate that. If you guys could all like the stream would really mean a lot to Dave and myself. Chiller says, have you seen more creative plays this camp or was it more executing the basics? That's hard to say watching it live. There were a couple of wrinkles, but you know, Canada's in year three with his tenure, second year with Pickett and kind of a lot of the core in place. So I don't think it was radically different. You know, obviously we'll see how the regular season looks, what they may be hiding and unveiling then but there were a couple of tweaks probably some more screens but nothing that really you know had me by surprise and you know canada i he, he didn't go deep into that today but uh, in so many words and it wasn't surprising said look you know they have an agenda really from game to game of what they're trying they want to make sure that they're spreading the ball around here uh during the preseason and obviously in the first game i don't think alan robinson uh got to touch the football so that that became part of the agenda in this last game here and you know uh, and and they're they're obviously trying to keep it it very vanilla, but within that he says you know certain you know uh, every play has kind of an answer for for every coverage, and it's up to Kenny to kind of uh, you know decipher that. And obviously Kenny's done a, a fantastic job of that through uh, through two games here of, of of deciphering looks and and making the right reads and stuff like that. Uh, and, but you know, Canada says, look, it also is a small sample size on top of it so far here. So uh, we're we're yeah, I don't see, I don't see things drastically changing, you know, uh, as far as overall wrinkles in this offense from last year to this year, right? You know. No, I think it'll, you know, the the groundwork will be the same. I'm sure things will be a little bit different, uh, different style of curtains and I don't know tiling and all that in the house, but the the, the foundation will be the same. I got a good super chat from Douglas Mossman who says, which draft will be better in the end? 2022 or 2023? It's another good question. Obviously, 2023 is yet to take a snap in a game that counts, but what do you think, Dave? Uh, boy, 20. It's funny how how you go from certain things in a preseason to looking back on it, you know, uh, nearly a year later, and you know, kind of say, well, I don't know what what I've done this. Uh, this this 2023 class looks sharp. 
right now. I'll tell you that from where we sit right now. I mean, you got you got a guy like, you know, in 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 in, in Herbig that uh, looks like he he could be a steal for where they got him. Uh, what else? You, you know, Joey, obviously, it feels like you got, you know, maybe a first rounder in the second round there. Uh, Darnell has, 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 has done everything that you've seen on, on college tape with him so far. Uh, I don't know that, that that's a tough one. I mean, we'll, we'll, at, we'll get asked this at the same time next year. Maybe we'll look back and say, ah, oh, you know, we, we were kind of high. I, I don't know, but, uh, I'll, I'll say this, uh, so far and obviously unfortunate what happened to Corey Trice, mm -hmm. uh, early on there. But, uh, I mean, this looks like a promising class so far. Plain, plain or simple. It does. It's a good question to answer because I mean, you got Spencer Anderson almost hitting the cycle. <laughs> the, the <laughs> He's got to get the left tackle spot. You know, playing all five positions. And look, I mean, he, he, he you know, he. You know, odds are he's that that's going to be his career role, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, he also might be just one snap away of seeing considerable snaps, you know, uh, during his rookie season there. But uh, to get a guy with your last pick, uh, in, in you know, in 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 the seventh round there, like they did in him, I mean, so far, I, you know, it looks like a pretty good pick overall, uh, so especially with the versatility. And sometimes those kind of you know, versatile backups become starters or get paid. Chris Hubbard got paid, and Matt Fowler didn't get paid as much, but he ended up gotten a decent contract from the Chargers when he became a free agent. So you never know what could happen five years from now. It's impossible to say, obviously, in the 2023 class has not taken a snap that counts yet, but I'll, I'll say this. If Kenny Pickett becomes the true franchise quarterback, and if George Pickens becomes the elite receiver he's capable of being, it's hard to beat those two things when you have, like, everyone thinks the 04 class was really good. It wasn't. It was Ben, Max Starks, and not much else. But because you had Ben and that top-end quarterback, it's regarded as a really good class. So quarterback kind of trumps everything. So I'll say 2022 if Pickett hits. If you'd probably go back somewhere in these archives, you know, back with, uh, with, with Kelvin Beecham and all, and I can remember specifically, like, after the, the second... I think the second preseason game that year, I was wondering, man, where the where the heck is Kelvin Beecham gonna fit into this thing? Because they had played him, I think, at tackle and guard, and he didn't he didn't look overly good. You know, I I, I didn't think at the time at now uh, back back then, obviously, we didn't have the access to all twenty two. But I mean, even the TV tape, you know, was it was it very very appealing to him. I remember thinking at that time, man, is this guy even gonna be practice squad material? And mm -hmm. You turn around and <laughs> he's, still, he's in, still here. He's still in the league, you know. So, uh, and that's that's why it, it, you got to be careful to kind of rush to judgment on on a sp specifically preseason stuff here sure. because players can develop uh, in their first and second years. That's why Mike Tomlin puts so much emphasis on second year players and 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 expected jumps there. Good answer. Good thought there, Dave. Got a $5 super chat and a ton of questions here. I want to get to as many as we can, but a super chat. Thank you from Z3 Music, Music Official, who says, with Dan Moore almost certainly being the game one starter and us moving up to get Jones, do you see Jones leapfrogging more this season? Really just depends on how Dan Moore does. Um, I think we talked about that a bit on the podcast today, but, you know, my, my thought is more be the week one starter and be the starter until he's not. And that's just kind of the approach I'm taking right now. Yeah, Mike Tomlin, in so many words, was asking, was asked today, what's it been about Dan Moore that he's been able to do to hold off? Uh, I, th I think Mike Tomlin doesn't like that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the use of the hold off the first round pick this long. And have you seen improvement from him uh, from, from last season uh, to here? Mike Tomlin says, you can tell because if Mike Tomlin turns the question around yeah. uh, uh, like this, he, he don't like the question. He says it is not about him holding off anyone. It's about his relationship with his game and where he is in his career. And I think it's reasonable to expect him to be on the, on the trajectory that he's on. We're talking about a guy that's played a thousand snaps two years in a row. There's no substitute for that snap experience. And what you're seeing is probably the fruit of that growth process. Now, I understand why he did that because he, you know, if he answers the question any other way, then it's it's deemed him agreeing that he's holding off the mm -hmm. rookie, right? You know, uh, to answer the the the, the uh, commenter's question there, though, I just 
I feel it's at some point during this season, I don't know, is it going to be week three? Is it going to be week five? Is it going to be week eight? I have a feeling that Broderick Jones is going to be in there. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly possible. And we had that conversation about Pickett last year. It only took until halftime of week four for them to make the switch. And obviously, Moore's got a couple of tough matchups early. And Bosa, assuming he's out there, and um, and Miles Garrett in week two. But I, I just don't know. It just depends on a million variables. I mean, does Moore stay healthy the entire year? There's an obvious mm-hmm. one there. And all those, you know, does Chuck Wilmer-Corfor stay healthy if they shift Moore's to backup right tackle? And that may insert Jones. So who, who, I, I really can't answer that. Um, but, I, but I'm with you. I think Moore does start week one. I'll, I'll use the old thing that we've talked about every preseason or every training camp for, for the last three or four years. These things have a weird way of kind yeah. of just working themselves out. Uh, via injury or extremely bad play or, or what have you uh, that way. So uh, that that might be the the, uh, the best answer to this thing. Jeff uh, Bolin says, how much do you think the starters will play Thursday? Tomlin says that he's committed to playing all healthy guys, including the starters. I think they play just a little bit. Who knows? But I think maybe a series for the starting offense and starting defense. I'd like to see them lathered up for two two series, and I know uh, if somebody gets hurt, it'll be yeah, Dave. See what happens if they you, you send them out there. But uh, man, uh, they haven't played a lot of snaps in in general, you know. But uh, for sure, obviously, probably going to play one, and and probably how that goes will factor into whether or not they get a second one. But they're probably not going to play any more than two, would be my guess. Yeah, and I think you may, even though Tomlin said the healthy guys will play, will you see a ton of Hayward, Peterson, Minka, Watt, maybe a little, hopefully not a lot. I think those guys can just get ready for week one. Damn damn, Jalen Warren for taking that one to the house. <laughs> right, they've almost scored too fast. It's a, it's a good right. problem to have, though. Uh, let's see, got a question from Afton Fareed who says, do you guys know anything about the new wide receiver or linebacker? Yeah, Pittsburgh making a couple moves today. How about Cody White getting waved injured? That was a surprise and disappointment for him. Akeem Butler waved injured as well. Team signing wide receiver Aaron uh, Cruikshank and linebacker Kuoni Dang. Uh, Cruikshank, uh, and I'm probably butchering the name there. Uh, he was a Wisconsin to Rutgers transfer. He's like Jordan Bird, receiver, returner, really accomplished returner in college at five career runbacks for a touchdown, four kicks, and a punt. Dang, uh, athletic uh, linebacker from Cal, has some size, got hurt his senior year. He was with Atlanta and Chicago. I'm sure they'll get some action in this finality, but obviously they're they're on a pretty late moving train. Right. I haven't had a chance to look at look at tape on either one of them. Mutated Genome, our friend with a generous $5 super chat. Thank you so much for that. Says, who can the Steelers cut along the defensive line and not really lose any sleep over it? They all seem like they can play in the NFL. And that echoes what defensive coordinator Terrell Austin had to say today, that they're likely to lose somebody that uh, is going to play in the NFL somewhere. So I, I don't know who that name is that you can cut without losing sleep over. Well, I mean, obviously, the the, the, the guys like Marshall and uh, I, I'm guessing he's not talking about uh, the extreme backups like Jonathan Marshall. And well, I sure. mean, I guess that that's I guess the line kind of stops. Well, uh, uh, James in, in your wire out of uh, Merrimack, he's going to obviously not make the team. Manny Jones isn't going to make the team uh, uh, that that's an easy one there. But look, I mean, uh, coming out of this second preseason game, we talked this morning on the podcast. Who who are the who are who? You can have different conversations and go and, and 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 you know not probably get much pushback as far as you know maybe the final two spots on this thing if you keep in seven. Yeah, there's gonna. I, I've said it all throughout camp. Usually they keep six. They probably keep seven this year, and they have eight guys competing for those seven spots. It's gonna be a tough cut. It's just the reality. Could they trade a defense alignment? Austin's admitting they're gonna lose somebody. We know who can play. Does that lend itself to, hey, let's, let's try to pick up a phone somewhere and see if somebody wants somebody? Could that be why Montrevious Adams getting so many first-team rap, you know? <laughs> now you're putting the tinfoil hat on immediately. I just, uh, man, I don't know why. And, and and I don't know why it's just more of a gut feeling than anything. I, I just have had this feeling since really the start of the offseason and specifically since Bitten was uh, drafted and, and, and Watson Fajoko were signed that, you know, Adam's time might be up, but yes, he's also not played awful <laughs> uh, in in two games. And you seem to speak, you know, uh, pretty highly of him throughout training camp. 
Yeah, so like I said, I don't know what the decision is. I think it may be decided by what happens Thursday night. I think it's truly going to go down to the uh, to the last minute. All right, let's see what else we have here. Um, I'm missing a question. I want to make sure I'm not... Oh, I think I've scrolled past a couple here. Uh, let's see where we're at. Brandon says, do you think Warren could possibly take the starting spot for running back? Matt Canada confirming that Najee is the one today. I think they're going to rotate. They're going to complement each other well. Dave, as you said, make each other better, make this team better. So I don't get too caught up in starting roles or not. But no, I think Najee will remain the starter. I do as well, too. Uh, let's see. Dean says, uh, hi guys, love the channel. What are your thoughts on Broderick Jones performance so far? And do you think he will take the starting job at any point this year? That's similar to a question we just had. I think Jones has been, been solid, uh, gotten a lot of reps, taken a couple lumps. He's a great athlete, good pass sets, working on his hands and, you know, having a better punch and not having to always refit his hands, dealing with power, probably a bit better. Thought his game against the Bills was a bit rougher than I saw against Tampa Bay. Um, but overall, I'm not discouraged by his play, even though he probably will not open the year as the starter. Right. And getting uh, used to Pat Meyer's system and, and, yeah. and all like that and getting used to carrying his hands a little bit better. And as you kind of pointed out this morning, you know, making try trying to get used to independent hands and all like that, you know, so uh, uh, there, there's there's no reason to be worried about him just yet. It's just the fact that he's and then look, you know, he also had kind of the limited starts, uh, but he's a young kid on top of it. Looks like he works hard. Looks like him and Dan Moore getting along good. And, you know, according to you, you know, work and everybody else worked worked real good at uh, you know and after practice during camp and all like that so once again i, I we we're going to get to week eight of this this season and things are probably going to just work themselves out you know through through what uh what you know whatever way be poor yeah. poor play or injury or what have you because it once again and and uh, uh you know i think it was re it's been re reiterated by a couple of the coaches the last couple of weeks this team was really lucky uh, on the offensive line last year when it comes to injuries and uh you know just the the odds tell you that all five you're not going to have all five guys uh stay that healthy for the entire season for sure. I mean, it's been basically one year since a starting offensive lineman got hurt and missed a game preseason or regular season. So uh, pretty remarkable streak. We'll see how long it continues. Vegas TJG says, how concerned are you with the run game outside of the 62-yard touchdown? They averaged 1.8 yards per carry. Dave, are you concerned about that? Nah, come get me when you get into the regular season. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, look, would you obviously want it, want it, want it better than that? Yes. Uh, but you know, come, come, come talk to me four games in. Yeah. Uh, you know, with backups and you know, preseason action, not too concerned about the overall stats, although it is fair to point out besides that Warren run, there was not a ton of success overall with the run game against Buffalo. Jared says, Alex, it was a real pleasure getting to meet you at camp last week. I told you my buddies would be pumped, and were they ever? I can't tell you how many walks with my dog. You guys keep us entertained on. Good to meet you, Jared, as well. Appreciate that, and appreciate everybody that came out and said hello at training camp. You know, we kind of take it for granted what people that, that people have lives, because it, we get so <laughs> caught up just talking to each other on the podcast uh, sometimes that, you, you know, uh, you know, people say, uh, go for a walk. I'm, I'm out mowing the grass. You get me through three hours of work and, and, you know, and, and that kind of stuff we don't obviously see, you know, so, uh, we appreciate, you know, people listening and, uh, carving out pieces of your day, however you have to do it, uh, you know, to listen when you can. For sure. For sure. Uh, Sydney with more of a comment. I think big plays in the running game are going to come from both of them due to the better O-line and O-line getting to the linebackers. This did not happen much last year. Yeah, hopefully this team will have some more explosive, uh, you know, plays in the run game, more explosive plays overall. And look, 10 yard, you know, 10 yard runs are, are, are technically, you know, the, the standard in the NFL when it comes to explosive plays. Uh, but 20 sure can flip the field <laughs> and, and 60, <laughs> Uh, 60 can really make a difference, you know, in the ball game. And, and I, I just can't help but go back to a couple of years ago when it seemed like the Steelers defense were, was the one giving up, you know, those kind of runs. And I mean, that's when, when you get a, a 20 plus run, you know, out of your running back, that's stealing or any, anybody in a running game. Cause you know what Sims had one last year, you know, Najee had one against the saints. Uh, Warren had a, had a, 
a 30 something yard run uh, there. So you know, any time that, you know, you know, explosive plays in a game of football are, are, are awfully important in general. And this team didn't have enough of them even in the passing game last year. But, man, if you get them in the running game uh, uh, in addition to the passing game, I, I that to me, that's a cheat. That's yeah. a cheat. Yeah, they, they flipped the field. They changed momentum. They changed the, the tenor and the tone of games. And Pittsburgh looking for more of that, uh, no doubt, in 2023. Dominic says, how worried or confident are you guys about the lack of a one-size-fits-all nickel corner? So in the post-Hilton world, they've kind of done it by committee, Millette and Sutton, and this year looking like Peterson and somebody else, potentially Elijah Riley. Would you prefer that one guy, Dave, or are you good with the uh, by approach, by committee approach? Let me tell you, I was not happy to see Mike Hilton leave <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for what he was able to do. Uh, I'm going to break out the the Mike Tomlin reference here. You have, you have red paint, you paint the barn red, uh, here. So I, I think, yeah, look, I mean, it's hard to find unless you're, you're dropping, a uh, a lot of, you know, a high draft pick on them. I mean, it's, it's hard to find a guy, I think in today's NFL that can stay on the field, you know, and, and, and be good both against the run. So unfortunately, a lot, a lot of times you do end up mix and matching, you know, uh, things and, 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 you know, it certainly, I, I think one of the biggest things here is you worry about the, the coming on and the coming off of the field and mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to burn a timeout. Then obviously the communication, uh, aspect as a, uh, as opposed to, th- to cycling through the same 11 or 12 players, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, in there, when, when you get, you're going to have fun charting this year, Alex. Uh, that's one way to describe mm, it. Mm, it's going to be uh, a lot, but, you better hope there's not any 80 or 90 play uh, defensive, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, things to have to chart in here because I have a feeling with the safeties and and the corners and the linebackers, yep. uh, there's going to be a lot of substitutions going on on defense. Yeah, and you wonder if Pittsburgh maybe tries to slow play things early while everyone kind of gets on the same page, but there's a line between trying to run what you want to run versus not overloading and risking communication issues. So we'll see how that looks, but. Yeah, I think you would prefer the Mike Hilton, just one guy. That's all you have to worry about is just one guy. Less chance for a guy to get hurt and not have to replace uh, specialized roles. But as you said, as Mike Tomlin would say, specialization is the NFL. And, you know, if you can't get one guy to do it, then let's have multiple people and and make it work that way. I'd like to have the barn painted green this year. I saw a tweet about that. What was, uh, is is that a joke? Am I missing? Nah, just, just, uh, you know, it's time to change the paint. Change change the paint. Maybe Pittsburgh's changing the paint to uh, to, uh, something, you know, better than what it's been. That's for sure. All right, let's see. Got a question from Sebastian Sanchez. Love your show, Alex and Dave. I got one question. Is the team going to carry a fullback this year? I mean, Connor Hayward is the closest thing to it, and actually the one position he basically has not played this year is fullback, believe it or not. So Hayward's going to be the fullback equivalent, I suppose, but there is not going to be the old-school fullback on this roster. Yeah, and even when they had a fullback in Derek Watt, how much did they actually use him, you know? Yeah, a couple uh, carries last year, short yardage, but yeah. that was about it. Yeah. And then Monty Potom had to go and retire, break her hearts, yeah. break your heart. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tim Chase, how much experience does Nate Herbig have at center? He has, what, like 40-something NFL snaps there. He got nine in the opener against Tampa Bay. Did he play center in college? I know we had done no. the rabbit hole. Okay, he did not do it in college. Played right tackle. We found out about him playing right tackle there. Uh, so it's limited, but... He has a little bit more than, than that 40 in, in preseason. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was saying regular another, season. Was another 20 that, that I, I came across uh, because when I wrote that uh, article several weeks ago there, I, I did not include the preseason snaps in there. Uh, but I think he's got like another, I don't know, 20 to, I forget the number, 20 to 38. I forget what it was in there. But uh, uh, certainly not, you know, upwards of two to four or 500, you know. Right, right. But he's gotten a lot of work in the summer before he hurt a shoulder. And so there's certainly some practice reps, but obviously nothing replaces the end game type of stuff. I still think internally, and maybe just even the overall versus the field, Herbig is the favorite to be the backup center to start the season. Uh, let's see, Chris Wade, do you guys think our defense is more likely to lead the NFL in sacks or force turnovers this season? And why? That's a good question. A lot of good questions tonight. What do you think, Dave? Uh, yes. <laughs> I knew that was uh, uh Man, they ought to be able to get after the quarterback if those guys stay healthy and 
you know, the unfortunate. I did, did I do a post? I did a post on this on on Watt and uh, just the the forced fumbles. It just seems to be so random. You know, even if you get the ball loose, which way does the ball bounce? You know, uh, with them. And and the the funny thing is about uh, and I did this something related to turnovers related to what specifically, whether it be interceptions or forced fumbles that either he recovered or someone on the team recovered. And it's not as high as what he's, he's, he's forced quite a few of them. It's just, they haven't come away uh, with as many as you would think, because it is probably such a random thing of, you know, how close does a quarterback have a chance to jump on a butt? You know, there's so much randomness, I guess, to it and all. Uh, if, if, if you had me pick which one I'd rather lead the, lead the league in, it would definitely be the turnovers, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, turnovers, you know, uh, can, can, can definitely, uh, matter more in, 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 in a, in a game there. Uh, but I think they are more likely to lead the league in sacks than they would be takeaways or, or forced fumbles. I forget where they finished in takeaways last year. They were tied for the league lead in interceptions with 20. Um, I know Philadelphia's pass rush is still, you know, so good, and they're probably the favorite. I mean, they had how many sacks did the Eagles have last year? Like 75? I mean, something just insane. Crazy. But, yeah. I, I mean, who knows? But I think Pittsburgh has a, a deep core. The edge depth is so much better than a year ago. Turnover luck can be random. I'll say sacks. Uh, last year, uh, takeaways totaled. Regular season, Dallas, 33 takeaways. Okay, Pittsburgh had 25 uh, P- or something? Pittsburgh had 23. Okay. What was that magic number that you'd like to... 25 to is generally the number. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we have here. 116 people in the chat. Really appreciate that. Great turnout tonight. If you guys could like the stream, and Dave and I will try to get through as many questions as we can. Let's see. Patrick says, uh, thank you for the camp coverage and says, would it be better to put green at guard instead of keeping him at center? I think green's days are numbered. You might as well just uh, finish things out at center there, Patrick. Right, right. It's not going to get any better. Yeah. Michael Loy, who has more yards this year, Calvin Austin or Allen Robinson? I got Austin. I'll go Austin too for the big play. I'll go Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Who has more receptions though? That might be a more interesting question. I think I think Robinson might get him by hair in 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 receptions, but I bet I bet Austin gets him by 150 receiving yards. Ooh, how's that? All right, gonna write how's that, that one for down. A, how's that for a point to defense here? Because <laughs> look, I have I, I he he's gonna take a couple to the house. I have a feeling yeah. somehow, some way. There will be some big plays with Calvin Austin. There better be. There better be. Rockin' Bear Bell, who do you like at slot corner? I think they're going to keep both Chandon Sullivan and Elijah Riley on the 53. If I had to guess, I think Riley is the early down Millette run corner, run down corner, and then Peterson kicks inside in obvious pass situations. So I think it'll be a combination of Riley and Peterson. Man, you hate to read too much into what Mike Tomlin says during press conferences, but he was asked about Elijah Riley today uh, and something along the lines of uh, he's been here now for a full year starting to come uh, uh, to compete. What what have you seen that you really, really like out of him? And Mike Tomlin said, I think he's showing that he has been here, and that's a reasonable expectation, a guy that's familiar with our environment and familiar with our schematics and so forth, and he could focus his energies on just the play or the quality of play, and he has taken a significant step in terms of productivity in stadium, on defense, and in teams, obviously meaning special teams, and good for him, good for us. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm just I'm just saying. I think that says he's making the 53. He's a starter on the punt team as a wing. He can play safety. He can play slot corner. Dude's making the team. And if he don't, then shame on me for trying to read too much into what Mike Tomlin said today. Right, but I think his camp has been good overall, and Terrell Austin made similar comments to both guys, Sullivan and Riley, have done well. Our friend David Kapoor says, love Dave for his disorders, which are in fact gifts. So they're not disorders, Dave. They're just they're just. Oh, yeah, gifts. look. Look, I'm I'm blessed. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I, I feel blessed. Once I came, you know, to the realization that uh, uh, these things allow me to be hyper focused, and, and and especially you know when I was able to to quit one of my a few of my other dysfunctions years ago, uh, it 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 
once I've learned to, to harness it and accept it and not get mad, people making fun of my stuttering and, you know, things like that, you know, I, this is how I am. So once, once I accepted that, you know, I, 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 I embrace them now. I feel very blessed that I have them. And we all love you for it. And uh, the Depot site's just, just have been a great year, and hopefully it will continue. We expect that it will. Patrick Donovan, who is the number three tight end if the 53 was today? Do we go with a receiving tight end or a blocking tight end gentry? I don't know if that's a reference to Rodney Williams or not. I think it's going to be Fryermuth and Washington and Hayward, and I think gentry makes it as well. I think gentry, though, is going to be inactive on game day. Yeah, I still have a little bit of a question about sure. whether whether or not Gentry should be written down in pen or not. I mean, he's he's still in my 53 projection, and I haven't even started looking at mine. Obviously, mine's not going to change, uh, you know, uh, too terribly much, if at all, mm -hmm. uh, that put out before Thursday's game there. But I, you know, a lot. He he's that other kind of feeling that I have along with Montrevious Adams. I just okay, you know, just a surprise how, cut. How safe? How safe is he? You know. That's fair. You know, don't want to get blinders on and just assume it. You could cut him, and it wouldn't shock. It wouldn't shock either of us. I don't think. Um, that, that's a that's a fair thought there. Brandon Hatcher with a five dollars super chat says, "Hey fellas, on today's podcast, you said the tight end, or the touchdowns, two tight ends are way up. Are there any other training camp stats that stand out? I've just pulled up the training camp stats. Uh, Kenny Pickett throwing one interception throughout the entire eleven on eleven period of practice. That's certainly notable for a guy who threw just one pick after the bye week last year." Um, what else is there? Darnell Washington, seven touchdowns. Speaking of tight end touchdowns on 15 catches, that's, uh, that's what we call a high percentage touchdowns for Darnell Washington. How, how you do those hieroglyphics of yours? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a system. All right. But uh, you can go back and check out the article. Kind of have some notes there, uh, on, on some analysis from the, uh, camp stats. Thank you for the super chat, Brandon. Uh, let's get back to the questions. About 15 minutes left, so get your questions in as soon as you can so we can try to get to as many as possible. Let me scroll back up and find where I was trying to go in chronological order. Uh, let's see what we have here. Um, who's forgotten? What's the playing time for Game 3 looking like for the starters and such? Mike Tallman has not laid that out. Said the starters, all healthy guys will play. I think Dave and I both think he'll be you know, pretty much have a quick hook with the uh, first-team offense and defense. Yeah, I'd say one or two series. And I mean, do you even need that on the defensive side of football? I, not really. I, I, I'd, I'd really question whether even I want to put Watt and Hayward or, 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 or Minka or some of those guys out there. You know, I... I uh, it, it, look, if you have Benton healthy for this one, uh, man, I'd I'd, I'd want to burn the mess out of them against some first first team guys, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I'd play Watt and Hayward and yeah, High Smith and and Minka and Patrick Peterson, even though Mike Tomlin, you know, says he said that before the first game too. All healthy sure. players will play, and look at all the scratches, you know. Right. T.J. Watt got hurt in that third game last year, right, in the preseason. That knee he took that low low cut block. Oh so. uh, yeah, he did. I mean, not that you want to live in your fears if you're Mike Tomlin, but they've been very protective of Najee Harris. Let's go be protective of TJ Watt because literally there is nobody more uh, that has a stronger correlation to team success than TJ Watt and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Pickle Rick 15 with the Rick and Morty reference says, shout out Steelers Depot, the best underground media team in the league. I like that phrase, underground media team. That's how we how we work here, Dave, in the night. Hey. Yeah, be careful who you uh, don't don't call us journalists or media. Uh, mm -hmm. You call you, you use that term to the wrong people. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll get after you. We're bloggers. Yeah, just uh, just a blog, as one media member once said. Tim Chase with a ten dollars super chat. Thank you, Tim, and appreciate your constant support of these live streams. He says, "Have not been this happy with a draft in years. I remember one year our best draft pick was a special teams guy. Yikes! Not sure what year that's referencing, but probably a couple." Remember when Patrick Bailey won the Joe Green Award way back when as the undrafted free agent linebacker? So yeah, there's been some clunkers. We'll see how this goes, but I don't think we'll call this class a clunker. What do you think about what uh, Baldy said about Herbig today? Uh, kind of matches what what I said on Sunday. Oh, about, about like the him. new moves and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude looks good. He looks like a Steeler, and I think Baldy loves these just kind of gamers that are relentless and high energy and never stop. You know. Baldy made a comment about the effort that Herbig plays with, like T.J. Watt, and 
Um, I know that, you know, he's been a big fan of Herbig and apparently knows, I think he said he knows Herbig too, or knows his brother. So I'm not entirely sure the connection there, but uh, I think uh, Herbig's uh, uh, probably talked to Baldy before. Yeah, I, I can't pull up the quote right now. Something about uh, he's, he's using some moves that, you know, uh, he didn't even have at Wisconsin, which was kind of my takeaway coming out of that game mm-hmm. the other night. Yeah, when you're learning from Watt and Golden and Highsmith, you pick up a thing or two, and that's uh, him. He's making good use of the uh, situation he's in, and, and what a well, great well, fit. Yeah, but like I also said uh, uh, during that Sunday podcast, look, I mean, uh, you know, they got a ton of linebackers in that room, you know, that 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 I'm sure are trying to learn. It's one thing to, mm-hmm. you know, to to get taught that. It's another thing to put it into use. Sure. Everyone can intellectually understand the move. I can probably understand the move. Can I do the move? I cannot do the move. And Herbig is a, is a very quick learner. Right. And so that's a, that's a good point by you there, Dave. Uh, Jarrett C. Is Darnell Washington going to be doing anything other than blocking this year? Yeah, I mean, he's going to, I think, be a threat in the red zone. And, you know, maybe down the seam off of play action every now and then. But certainly his blocking's a highlight for what he can do right away. I can see probably, I don't know, eight to ten receptions for him. Uh, they, they use them kind of the, some of those, uh, you know, misdirection leak outs and all like that at, 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 at Georgia. They didn't they, they didn't have to use them in, in, in the red zone anymore because of Bauer. I mean, they had so many weapons there, uh, you know. But, I mean, I, I, think, I think he can be used in the red zone. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up with three or four TDs, you know, uh, just because of, 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 of his size and all like that. Uh, I don't think it, they're going to going to go crazy with him obviously in the passing game unless you know some injuries and all happen but i think a good i don't know 10 to 12 receptions is definitely feasible for him yeah i'm thinking something like 18 catches and three or four touchdowns that kind of seems like the line it's going to be for darnell washington but i'll take it, the i'll take the under on on receptions okay and i'll, I'll take the uh you say three, three, three. I'll go three and a half is the over under on touchdowns. I'll take the I'll take the under on on Ooh, the touchdowns, but just under. barely. Okay, fair enough. Five dollars super chat from Dead Planet who says Pickett using his escape ability to smoothly and quickly move up and if need be out of the pocket is the most striking thing to me so far. Wow. Yeah, I think we don't talk about that much, but I think his pocket presence in the seventeen snaps have been really good and he's not drifted and he's he's climbed and I think last year he was you know showing he would keep his eyes downfield and not look to. Um, you know, run right away and look to throw, but I think that's continued very nicely. I think that I mean, just just go look at that completion over to Robinson on the right side. You know that yeah. uh, that was that that looked really really good, really smooth. All right, Dave, about thirteen minutes left. Great super chats, great turnout. Let's go through as many questions as we can. If I can kind of scroll back up to where we had left off prior to the super chat, and then we'll try to rapid fire this. Uh, Kevin Herzog. Do you think that Deontay Johnson's block during war and 62-yard run will inspire the other receivers to put more effort in the blocking from here on out? Pickens needs no extra motivation, but the rest do. I think Allen Robinson can block. Um, Pickens can block. I think they have the motivation they already need. Yeah, I do as well. And you, you can bet he got circled in that uh, in that film room session too. He probably felt like a million bucks uh, yeah. there, and, and 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 with good reason. I think he talked a little bit of, about it today and all like that. Look, you put that stuff on tape in the preseason. You, you got to know it gets pointed out in the meeting room, meeting sure. room, and 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 the others are inspired by it and all like that. Yeah, I think that second, third level blocking by tight ends, receivers are such a critical component to those big explosive plays. And I thought John, Johnson did a great job on the Warren touchdown. Uh, Zachary Prosba, Gunner, Dylan Cook, Kenny Robinson, which one makes it to the final 53? Do any of them make it to the final 53? Oshevsky, Cook, and Robinson, Dave. Oshevsky, Cook, or Robinson. About chances or yeah, chances. if any of them will. He says, which one makes it to the 53? If you had to pick the one with the best chance, I guess we'll say, because it's possible all three miss. Mm, I, it won't be Cook unless something happens. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Gunner probably has the 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 easiest the easiest path. I think uh, personally, I don't think either. According to my my roster prediction, I, I don't have e- any of doing them. But I the the conversation becomes: Are they going to keep a six wide receiver? If they keep a six wide receiver, then you really have to like Gunner's chances of of, of those three. I think. Sure, but does he make it after the Austin punt return run back? If Gunner's not going to be your return guy, then. You know, what's well, he then he'd operating? be, I mean, Stephen Sims was a week one inactive last, last yeah, year. That's true. That's a fair point. Um, that, that, that's a really good point there. Uh, let's see. Uh, next question comes from 
RAF, who is the player the team could least afford to lose for any extended period of time if they want to make a push into the playoffs? I think TJ Watt, based on all available data. When TJ Watt plays, Pittsburgh wins. When he doesn't, they lose. Simple as that. Yeah, keep that guy healthy. For sure, and why I don't think he should play uh, in this finale or play very, very little. Uh, Matt Boatwright says, shout out to the best podcast the Steelers fan can ask for. Keep it up. Longer the better, and the more rabbit holes, the better. So we'll keep going down them there for you, Matt. I uh, like the comment from Pickle Rick. Najee and Jalen are a left Twix, right Twix combo, and I could not ask for anything else. So that's a, that's a good analogy there from Pickle Rick. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, more questions. Uh, do I think Gunner makes the 53 from uh, Berg 420? Just kind of had that conversation. We'll see. But I think his roster odds took a hit with the Austin run back in this game. Uh, let's see what else there might be. Any other questions or just a lot of chatter? Randy Wagner, Alex and Dave, are you both going to make it to Atlanta for the Thursday game? That's in your kind of old neck of the woods, Dave. Why don't you make a trip out there? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, I tried. The funny thing is, I moved from the south to get away from the hurricanes and all. What, yeah. what do we What do we have out here out west? Had a, a, a hurricane and all like that. No, I've uh, I've, I've I've done. Uh, I have spent uh, I've I've spent uh, uh, several nights that were months in uh, Atlanta and New Orleans. Yeah, so neither of us will be there at the game. Almost missed a super chat, and I apologize for that. But Joe M with a five dollars super chat. I don't see any. Uh, text there or surrounding it, but want to thank you, Joe M, for super I, chat. I ruined my I ruined my joke. It's uh, I, I, I I've spent a month one night in uh, ah, <laughs> in I New see. Orleans. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it, yeah. There are some stories you could tell that would get us demonetized, and so we're uh, we're not going to do that here. All right, let me see where else I was at. We about eight minutes left. A recap of this will be up on the site at. Uh, a little bit later tonight. Don't know exactly what time. Uh, what else do we have here in terms of question? When is cut down day? It's the 29th, correct, Dave? 29th at uh, 4 p.m.? Uh, whatever that Tuesday is, right? Yeah, I believe that's August 29th, 4 p.m. will be the okay. cut down. And again, it's just 90 to 53. They they got rid of the whittling down, which we both appreciated. Uh, they're not going five cuts and then five cuts and the whole thing. It's just 90 to 53. So there's going to be thousands of players cut at once. And I bet quite a few trades this this year too. Mm-hmm. And we'll, well, I, I bet a few more trades than normal around the NFL. True, true. and not that he'd be traded on cutdown day, but Colts running back Jonathan Taylor has officially been granted permission for a trade, and Pittsburgh plays the Colts in Week 15. Will they play Jonathan Taylor? We'll have to see. Uh, let's see. Pickle Rick Spencer Anderson will become the center because Kendrick Green is ugly to watch. Um, all right, we'll see. I think Herbert will still be the backup there. Is the practice squad 16 still? Yes, it is uh, still 16. Uh, what else do we have here? Alex and Dave, do you have any thoughts on uh, Core Force potential future going forward? Do you guys think he's solid? If not, I know that cutting him after the 2023 season could provide some decent cap savings. Dave, Say it again. Uh, what somebody, you... so, somebody here says Dave said it was a uh, Najee was a bad pick. I, I never said Najee was a bad pick. I just don't like running backs in the first round. Right, the fungibility no. of them. Yeah, so, the fun- fungibility here. Yeah. Uh, a core what's for the, what's your thoughts on a core for his future and the uh, potential cut implications after this year? Uh, look, he's he's playing to make it past March next year, I think, because that that's I think another roster bonus uh, with him uh, there. So, uh, how he plays this year will determine, you know, obviously whether or not he's around. Uh, by next March, let me pull up real quick his contract here. He's got a $4 million roster bonus due on March 22nd. So, uh, he's playing this year to make it past March next year. All right. So we'll see. I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, we'll see how Dan Moore looks and if Broderick Jones plays and, you know, you assume Jones will be in the lineup sooner than later. And if Moore plays well, there's a lot of considerations to be had there, but we'll, we'll deal with that after the season. Uh, Dave Shipley says, Alex finally made a live show. I'm a defensive guy with the open offense. I personally only like that uh, trailing the opposite side is turnovers. Um, not entirely sure what that means. Maybe I'm misreading that there, but uh, he would trade Kendrick Green for a Fiori's pizza. And so he's ready to, uh, to ship Kendrick I don't, Green. I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't, haven't had that pizza, obviously. Have you had that pizza? Is it good pizza? I have not. I've had to. I quit a lot of dairy stuff, so pizza's kind of out for me. But uh, I've heard good things about Fiori's. 
Uh, do we see Chandon Sullivan making the 53? He, I think he's on both of our roster predictions mm-hmm. right now. So. Yeah, I, li- I like the chances. Uh, will Pickett play Atlanta on Thursday? Tomlin's hinting that he will. I think we probably will see him, but hopefully for only a series or two max. Let's see what else we have. Just five minutes left. How are we feeling about Matt Canada? So far, so good, but I think it's Canada even rightly kind of try to shift perspective today. It is just preseason that this team lays an egg against the 49ers. We're back to firing Canada and move the whole team to Al- Albuquerque. So, you know, we'll just have to see how week one, uh, week one yeah, goes. Yeah. Come <laughs> talk to us about the bye week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting choked up there talking about uh, saying good things about Matt Canada apparently has a, a reflex for me, but I think it, it has been good so far and uh, the pieces are there and I believe this team, uh, you know, is able to actually produce, has anybody signed the punter from Buffalo? I believe that's referencing Matt Ariza. We get a ton of Matt Ariza questions in these uh, chats. I don't believe he has been signed by anybody. I don't um, remember seeing it either. Yeah, who is Baldy? That's Brian Baldinger from NFL Network. Film junkie. Love, love, love Baldy. He's just a, just a football connoisseur. You can tell he spends time in the tape. That is for sure. That is one thing you can tell easily with analysts who watches the tape and who does not. And the thing is, you can tell he watches tape of, of, of every, I mean, because he, he puts the proof out there too. Right. You know, it's not just, uh, uh, man, I got a lot of respect that people got time to to, to power through uh, all 16 games every week. And I'm jealous how quickly he gets the all 22. It's always feels like within minutes of the game ending, he's, he's throwing out the clips. Brian Jonker with McFarland doing so well and Najee being spared live plays this preseason. Will we see Tomlin use the running back by committee more so than any of his other years? I mean, I think it's not about McFarland as much. It's just Jalen Warren going to get in there. So, yeah, I think you're going to see a pretty, pretty strong committee approach. I think you saw that last year. Yeah, I'll just I'll stand by what what kind of my my thought has been, you know, you find a way to get Warren on the field a little bit more. Is Pickett moving through his progressions well? Yeah, I think he's done a nice job. I think you've certainly seen that jump, and you would expect that for a guy in his first first full year starting and his second year in the NFL. So far, so good this uh, summer with him. Look, I mean, it's been a great summer for this team, top to bottom. We've talked about this, you know, you moving through each stage of this thing. Uh, I, I don't know if you could have uh, planned out, mapped out, a, a better offseason that, that this team ha- has had all, all, the, all the way through. Somebody, and I, I forget where it was at, and I apologize for missing the name, but I did, did want to address the question. They had asked us, does our evaluation of edge guys change after what we've seen from Nick Herbig so far? Or do you think it's still too early to tell? Or does your evaluation of like the undersized edge still going to be a concern evaluating guys going forward? Uh, I mean, I think especially when it comes to the, uh, those undersized guys, I think you know, the proof gets, gets in the tape. I mean, he, look, he had a good get off coming out. That, that wasn't the question there. Uh, the thing is in, 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 in some of these games, uh, and now they did drop him a little bit more than, you know, you, you, you see the Steelers kind of drop their guys in, in, in the coverage and all like that. The athleticism is never the question. It's just whether or not, uh, the overall length of him. Now he, he makes up for it. Bald Dinger did a good job of, of pointing us out. He had the, uh, uh, what was it? A short shuttle time of uh, some of the, some of these elite wide receivers, and uh, I think so far, at least in, against a run. I mean, look, I mean that that balance and that bend and 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 that short shuttle was is obviously showing in his pass game. But uh, you know, another thing on top of it that we talked about. I mean, he's. He's, he's doing some stuff that we didn't see him do on tape uh, at, at Wisconsin with some of these moves and all like that. And then when you talk about the run, you know, there, there was you know, one or two plays so far this preseason that he's using that athleticism to dip some of these uh, blocks to get on some of the run plays. So if that's how he has to win while, while he uh, you know, rounds out the rest of that game, you know, as far as a run defender, then, then, then so be it. Uh, and he's got a tremendous motor on him. And, you know, you, some things you just can't, they don't test, you know, you, you don't, you don't get scores on the heart and the, right. and, exactly. and the, and the want to, and, and, and that kind of thing. Right. I was going to say hearts and smarts, the old Kevin Colbert mantra, the intangibles that are tough for us to see from the outside. I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting and fair question. And I think I can certainly eat crow for wanting to move Herbig inside immediately. Um, but there are outliers and he's probably an outlier and you count on outliers going forward or not. It is case by case. I still have that concern because most players of that size have failed as opposed to succeeded. But you look at, okay, if he's lacking size, is he if he's kind of you know below average in one area, can he be above average in other areas? And his his you know, production and his athleticism are all 
top-notch to help make up for that lack of, of length. So it's it's a fair thought. Uh, we'll just kind of see how his rookie year goes and, and take it from there. All right, we're at 8 o'clock. Do we have maybe time for one more question here? Um, I see time for just one more. Mike Odessa, who will be kick returner week, or so the starting kick returner week one? That's a good question. I have no idea. McFarlane, maybe? Starting kick returner? If, if, if McFarlane makes the team, I, I would think he's got a good uh, good as anything shot at it. But, I mean, will we see Austin maybe get uh, play into that? Uh, there, There's some things they can toy with in this last preseason game. Maybe we'll get our answer in this last preseason game. Yeah, I mean, although, heck, the one year they didn't even – remember when they had uh, in week one Juju and Terrell Watson return kicks? They didn't do it once in the preseason. They did it for week one. So who the heck knows? But right now McFarland seems to be the favorite. All right, Dave, it's 8 o'clock. We're going to wrap things up. Appreciate everybody that joined the live stream tonight. Fantastic turnout. Tons of super chats, and so we're really thankful for that. You can see an archived version of the live stream on Steelers Depot in just a little bit. Be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. More All-22 on the site coming your way. Dave, as always, thank you for being here and talking Steelers with all of us. All right. Thank you for uh, doing what you do and moderate and getting these questions asked and all like that. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. Uh, peace and love and stay safe. Yep. Uh, next uh, live stream will be two weeks from now. We'll be past cutdowns, getting ready for week one against the San Francisco 49ers. So a lot to look forward to. Again, thank you guys so much for watching archive version of this on the site.